On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This Clubhouse Mastermind on Controlled Emotions took a bit of a twist and became more of a discussion about faith. I was just about to close out the Clubhouse room when a young gentleman named Ashish entered the room. You may want to go back to listen to Part 1, Episode 91, titled Your Mind Creates Your Feelings, Practicing Self-Control to Improve Emotional Health, to have a better idea of the backdrop to my chat with Ashish. Now, he was drawn to the title of the clubhouse room, quote, the controlled emotions mindset, because he was personally struggling with handling his emotions. During our chat, he shared a personal and life-altering childhood memory that he felt shaped him and has negatively impacted him to this day. We talked about things like the power of the mind and taking thoughts captive, the Bible itself, forgiveness, our religions and faith, and even how to pray. Needless to say, I was not really prepared for this type of discussion, but I did my very best. I encouraged him to read through Psalm 139, which is one of my personal faves, and to begin to unpack just how much God loves him and has a great plan for him. I wish I had thought about the passage where Jesus' disciples asked him how to pray from Matthew 6. This would have been such a simple answer to Ashish's question on prayer. I would truly love to know your thoughts on this really important episode of the show, perhaps my most important to date. And just shoot me an email at choose to think at gmail.com with your feedback. And be sure to stay tuned to the very end of this conversation where, where you will hear what Ashi says about his experience chatting with me on that day. You know, the podcast has been heard in 35 countries, and I feel so humbled to think that maybe this tiny little show broadcast out of Midway, Kentucky, could impact the lives of others so far away. May God and God alone be glorified. And now, here's Ashish. Maybe you want to chime in, Ashish. I, we were talking about the controlled emotions mindset, and... Basically, in a nutshell, what I was speaking about is how we actually can make or build our own emotions. We're responsible to manage them. We can learn how to reframe toxic emotions and discover what they're signposting in our lives, like, you know, indicating what we actually value. And then we can learn to actually express them and actually feel them, go through them in a way that is very positive and healthy. And I, as a Christian, I was also linking in King David and the Psalms. He penned so many of the Psalms and the Psalms are extremely emotionally expressive, but David doesn't leave it there. He names his emotions. He expresses and kind of vents those to God in prayer and he is comforted. He remembers what he values as he's 
you know, describing his scenario or asking and pleading for help. He knows what is valuable to him and what these emotions kind of signpost for him. And then ultimately he relies on God to step in and fill in the gaps. So um, I don't know if, you know, are you a believer? follow different religion what's that i believe i believe in god yeah but uh, i don't specifically follow one or two i see i see well yeah so my podcast is a christian but i'm a christian a christ believer and that's what my my podcast the messages there are about believing that the bible is the inerrant word of God and his testimony to us, his kids here on earth. So, um, I'm, you know, I don't know if you, if you want to chime anything about how do you deal with your sticky emotions? Maybe you want to share that. I'm, uh, I'm not so good at English, so don't mind. I'm very weak at uh, managing emotions. Hmm. Um, very, very weak. So that's why I entered this room so that I can get any sort of help from this. Okay. Well, I don't... Actually, I am... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Actually, I'm suffering from general anxiety disorder, so... And I'm taking medications. That's because I can't handle my emotions very well. So I thought this podcast might help me. I understand. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and for opening up and and even saying that. And basically, you know, I too used to be a person who was very emotionally driven and just very extreme in my emotions. Like, you know, one day, one moment during the day, I would be up and the next moment out of the blue, boom, I would have a big drop. And eventually in my life, I kind of got stuck in the dropped side of things and experienced a deep depression and kind of had to figure out, okay, what am I going to do to get out of this depression? Because it was a real, real icky place to be and a difficult season for me. And I had a friend who challenged me to learn what it means to take my thoughts captive. And that's from a scripture verse that we have in the Bible. It is actually in 2 Corinthians 10. And it says that we are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And so that made me begin to think about what I was thinking about. And because I realized, I started researching and and learning and understanding, and I realized that my thoughts actually produce my emotions or my feelings. And then my emotions or feelings produce or evoke my behavior and my actions. So if I had a thought, for example, like, um, I'm a horrible mom, let's just say it like that as an example, like I'm a horrible mom, then that would obviously make me feel horrible because that's such a shame-filled kind of thought to engage. But the more I engaged that thought, the more I had those shameful, 
guilty, guilt-ridden emotions and feelings centered around it, and then my behavior seemed to follow suit with that. Maybe I, you know, maybe it influenced how I dealt with my children even. So I wanted to get out of that cycle. But the good news is that if I can change those thoughts and replace the thought with truth instead, then there would be there would be hope uh, for me to have a different emotion and also to have different behavior. And so I realized that there were like five steps in leading this having a renewed mind. And the first step was recognizing what I was thinking about, literally recognizing and thinking about what I was thinking about, and then isolating all of those thoughts. The second R was that I needed to resist or reject anything that was a lie. It really was a lie that I was a horrible mom. That was not true. That was a lie that I was believing. And so I had to repeatedly reject that lie. The third step is I had to replace that thought with truth instead. Now, what I use for my source of truth would be the Bible. So I would find scriptural references that kind of spoke truth over my life, words of life over myself instead of condemnation and shame and guilt because God doesn't work that way really as I know him. And so I would... I would intentionally tell myself even a statement that may not come from the Bible but is true would be better than believing a lie. For example, I might say, I'm not a I'm not a perfect mom, but I do my best. Something like that is different from I'm a horrible mom. So I had to replace the lie with the truth. And then I had to repeat that whole cycle over and over and over again. Some n- neuroscientists say that it takes a long time. It can take upwards anywhere from 21 days to we can go to, I don't know, 84 days. It, it, people, their opinions, they vary on that, but it, there's a range of days where we have to repeat that because what we're doing in our brains is literally changing the structure of our brains because our thoughts are there inside our brains. They're not just some you know, something floating around in the air. They, they, they take up residence in our brain. They're chemicals and proteins and such. So we learn to restructure our brains because our brain is neuroplastic. It's moldable and changeable. And that's the process that I use. And I repeated that over and over and over again. And the result was that after several months, my, my mind was renewed. I didn't have the same brain anymore, and I was able to step out with God's help. I was able to step out of that depression. So that, I don't know if that helps you or not. You can also visit my website. It's victoriadwalker.com, and if you opt in there, there are several like printables and PDFs. They're all free that you can download and print that may help you to take your thoughts captive and, and begin you know, employ this process as well. Does any of this make sense to you, Ashish? Yeah, these things make sense to me. Uh, actually, I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm. I follow different religion. I'm not a Christian, but uh, I read uh, 
self-help books and I find some Bible verses there and they are so powerful that they for a moment I feel like that this can bring changes inside me Bible verses at night I listen to Bible verses when I feel like when I'm scared or when I doesn't have hope I listen to Bible phrases and they are very powerful and what you just said that controlling our emotions or what you said replacing the toxic emotions with the better ones yes. yeah i've uh, yeah i've tried to do it but uh, the negative thoughts are so, so deeply embedded inside our mind that uh, it will take a longer time i have not been completely ill yet so i think it might take a lot of time to bring changes inside me I think you're right. It does take a long time. And some of the thoughts that we have believed that perhaps they were lies or memories that we keep rehearsing over and over and over again, they, they're they so entrenched in our brains that it's easy for us to, you know, we have a trigger thought and boom, all of a sudden we're reliving this memory. And we have to fight hard. We have to resist that thought. And the more you resist, I can tell you this, the more you resist, the more you reject the lie, or you you say, you know what, I'm not going to rehearse this memory, this past thing I did, this regret that I have. I'm not going to keep rehearsing that. The more you resist, the more you you consciously say no I am not going there the easier it gets believe it or not it does get easier and then but you got to have a replacement for that thought or that memory or you've got to reframe that emotion somehow and the more you practice this the more you will you will find freedom and you will find relief and you know it's as a Christian, sometimes we, we have so many privileges. It blows my mind the privileges that I have as a Christian believer. I It's almost too good to be true, really. I'm completely forgiven, completely forgiven. I have God's Spirit within me, which is the Spirit that was able to raise Jesus Christ from the dead, that lives in me. I have that. And I have God's word. I have so many privileges, but yet in my humanness, I make really foolish mistakes and I step off the path and, and I don't utilize what really I have right here at my fingertips. And I'm ashamed to admit that in a way. It's, it's sad to me that, that sometimes I don't feel like I walk with victory when God has given me the victory already. But it's kind of mysterious how to connect the dots on all of this because we can read the verses, we can we can you know attempt to practice to the very best of our ability, but there's our sinful nature, there are there's the enemy of our soul, so many other things that are working against us and playing interference, but I try to come back around every day to the truth of what God says about me, what he says about himself, and what he says about my situation. And I use those truths to combat all the junky thoughts that I might be having otherwise. And I don't know, could you could you name one emotion that you have by chance that is 
the maybe the one you experience more often than others? That was the actually incident where where four men uh, four men uh, there were four men and they tried to block my way and they tried uh, they speak so rudely to me and that that incident always comes in my mind and I uh, I think that I I was so weak I couldn't handle that situation and I just ran away from that situation and I think why didn't I face that that situation I should have talked to them and say that I I'm not doing anything wrong or I'm not not that type of person I could have told them that but they 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 wanted to beat me but I run from that situation and that always comes to my mind and I think think that I don't have confidence I don't have enough courage to face difficult situations mm. yes thank you for sharing that example that sounds like a difficult scenario to even be in in the first place and while you were yeah. saying that Ashish I I thought of Psalm 139 it's one of my favorite psalms of all, and it it just speaks of of how how much God loves you and how He knit you together in your mother's womb, and how He knew you from the very beginning. And I also am thinking of other other psalms or, or other verses that that speak about the trials and tribulations that we will have on earth. And you can look at the Apostle Paul and everything that he went through during his days as he was sharing the good news about Jesus Christ. And then ultimately, we can look to our Savior because the very feelings that you had, Ashish, when these four men were mistreating you and were scaring you and ridiculing you or berating you with their words and actions, those very feelings, there's someone else who had those similar feelings, and that was Jesus Christ as he was beaten and persecuted and stripped and had his body crucified nailed to a cross literally so but the real you know something that's so curious about that is that he underwent that for your sake and for mine and there's no emotion really that you and I feel that he never felt and that gives me a lot of comfort and it also allows me to to forgive because Christ's work was done on my behalf and on your behalf. And he forgave those very people who treated him heinously and hideously. And he was innocent, just like you were. You were innocent. You were probably just going about your business, doing whatever, you know, guys do. And, and suddenly... They are charging you with these things, and it, in ways, we we all can, we all have been there and felt that where we we're innocent in a scenario, and but yet someone calls us as guilty. But the difference with Jesus Christ is that he indeed was innocent and willingly took the guilt upon himself and willingly paid the price for the sin as if it were his own and i don't know if 
Maybe that's something you could think about over the next few days, but just to contemplate those feelings that you had when you were bullied in that moment, someone knows that pain, and that would be Christ. He knows that pain. He he's well was well acquainted with that. So there's there's a comforter and a comfort that you might be able to find in knowing that someone understands the pain that you went through. And so when you have that thought again, you might be able to reframe it. And when your brain and your mind start engaging in that memory and reliving that memory and over and over and over again, you might be able to say, no, no, I have someone who knows how I, how I feel. And I'm going to, I'm going to switch my thoughts and I'm going to forgive those people who treated me so poorly because, you know, when we don't forgive people, and I'm not suggesting that you're not or haven't forgiven these people, but a part of Christianity, we're encouraged to forgive because we have been forgiven. And so, I mean, you might even be able to say in your own life, have you ever said or done something to someone that was hurtful? Well, of course you have, and so have I. So we need forgiveness just as much as those men or boys who treated you poorly need forgiveness. We all do. So some does this make sense? Yeah. Victoria, I want to share you something. Sure. Before that, I, I just want to know that. Actually, where are you from? I'm in, I'm in the United States. And you? I'm from Nepal. Nepal, okay. And uh, I wanted to share that uh, most people, uh, most, uh, what to say, people like me, I'm just 21 years old and I'm suffering from these types of mental issues. And but, uh, what I don't like about our society is that our society doesn't uh, treat uh, people with mental disease well. They think that they can't do anything. They are completely insane. They do, they can do harm to others. Uh, people are thinking like that because uh, our country is not so much developed. We don't have so much medical advancement here in Nepal. So it's quite difficult to share these types of problems with people and uh, take advi- advice from them. Uh, so we do have a fear that what if I told my problem to people in my society or to my friends? I I fear that I I don't want to explain my problems with any anyone because I don't think they want to try to help or they can help. So uh, and uh, four or five days ago, I just came into this clubhouse, and there most people are organizing programs about mental health issues, emotions, and these have helped me a lot. But today, what you what you just said has gave me so much encouragement. Uh, what you said did motivated me, and I'm feeling a lot better than before I came to this room so i really want to thank you and i want to know a few more about emotions and your experiences that how can i help myself to get rid of this problem or to overcome this problem well thank you for your kind words and i'm very glad that you stepped into this room 
and maybe this was just a divine appointment. I'm not sure, but it's a privilege. Yes, sir, sir, sir. Your okay. divine appointment. Jesus appointed you for me. Okay, very good. Well, it's a privilege to be able to share the good news that I have. And I can tell you personally that that my faith has literally changed my life. And But now I was a Christian long before I went into that depression it's just that God wanted to grow me in a new way, and indeed he did. And I, I got to know him in a much more intimate way. And I started attempting in my feeble ways to actually put into play what the scriptures tell me I, I can do. I started to believe and try to act on those. And... I don't know what God has in store for you, but his word says that one of the privileges for those who believe is that he, he has good plans for you and a plans to give you plans to give you hope for your future and to prosper you. So I would encourage you to perhaps begin, you know, you can start with Psalm 139. It's such a beautiful Psalm about about the purposes that he has for you in your life. You were created for a reason. You're a young man and God may be marking your life for something so phenomenal. Maybe you're going to be the next spokesman for mental illness. Maybe you're going to draw other people to to what has helped you in your life. And maybe you're going to make a difference in a whole lot of people's lives as well. So I'm not sure what God, how he has designed you or what the purposes that he has for you and the calling and the giftings that you have, but he knows. And maybe this is just the first step in that direction. Mental illness and emotional issues, they really do get a, a bad rap. And sometimes even as Christians, we think, well, how can a Christian be depressed? And what's all that about? But, but, and I kind of want to say that as Christians, we can have a whole lot of emotions and feelings, and we just don't stay stuck there. Even God himself experienced a wide range of emotions and feelings, and certainly Jesus did. And it's modeled in the Bible for us time and time and time again. And But there's, there's a point where we get stuck in in our heads almost and we get stuck in these emotions and we get in these vicious cycles in our brains and it's hard to get out of that we can't see the way to get out and so when I began to really think about what I was thinking about that's when my life started changing and you might even write down some of the thoughts that you have that are lies because we don't want to give energy you know, in our brains to lies, because the more you believe lies, the more you rehearse lies, the more you will then manifest those lies in your life. So when those men were, and I should also, let me just stop right now. I am not a counselor. I am not a medical physician, a doctor. I, I know none of those sorts of things. I am a Christian woman. I am a certified Christian life coach, but I am not equipped to deal with, you know, some sort of psychoanalysis or anything. I just want to share my story and what helped in my life personally. And that was the word of God and taking my thoughts captive 
and replacing them, those toxic thoughts with God's truths and repeating that. And suddenly my, my mind started changing. My brain literally was changing. I was transformed and it took a while, but I can also tell you, I never want to go back where I was. Never. I don't want to go back there. I don't think that's what God has in store for any Christian. It doesn't mean that sometimes we don't get stuck in bad, toxic, emotional states, but we, that's not what, I don't think that's what God wants for us. He, he, we will have trials and hardships, but during the trials and hardships, we can also have joy and peace. And that's what I have. I can tell you honestly that I have joy and peace. And that joy is immeasurable. And the peace is incomprehensible in ways. But I really do have those now. And that came by way of the work of Jesus Christ. And I know that sounds lofty, but it's it's hard to connect the dots in practical ways. But I hope you're able to print off some of those sheets over on my website and use those and maybe begin the process of maybe your faith will be rekindled. And there is hope. There is hope. And, and I, really, I really do wish you the best in all of this. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. And I wanted to, I want to tell that you just said that you aren't a medical practitioner, you aren't a psychotherapist, but you are more than that because the path you are trying to show, or the path you are trying to lead other peoples is far way more better than that because medicines uh, are just the, the the medicine doesn't heal us. I think that medicine doesn't heal, heal us. The belief, the faith that we have in those medicines, uh, actually, that is helping us. Uh, what do you think about that? That uh, our belief is, uh, our belief, our emotions are healing, healing us. Yes. And, uh, spirituality is the spirituality or what is it says christian bible these books these words have so much power than those medicines i think that and because I, I believe in god uh, i don't have uh, actually i i follow hinduism but uh, i like everything because my bro- brother uh, my mother sister son follows christianity mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, every time I uh, I stay with him, uh, he prays before he eats. He prays before he goes to sleep. Uh, he prays when he wakes up in the morning. But I, I don't do that. And I think that praying every day might help uh, or give motivate can motivate me or encourage me. And I can feel a little. I can feel a lot better than that. What, what do you think? That praying have such a powerful that praying can be such powerful mm-hmm. yes so actually I people say that praying can help praying is such a powerful thing that everyone should follow but actually I don't know how to pray or is there a best way to pray is there a specific way to get most from praying well, my goodness, that's a that's a very good question, and I hope I can maybe shine the light a little bit on the answer, but I don't think, in my experience, 
prayer is simply communication and it's a way of talking and verbalizing what you're feeling you can ask questions you can show all of your feelings because you're talking to the god of this universe and that sounds astounding because it's mind-boggling on the one hand but yet it's one of those other privileges that we have the bible tells us that when we seek god we will find him and that's what i would encourage you to do keep seeking god now not to you know i i understand that you're hin that you practice hinduism but i would of course suggest that maybe you want to read the bible you mentioned having the bible verses but the actual written word of god is one way he communicates with us and so in reading his word i'm I understand better his character and his ways, even though his ways and his thoughts are not my thoughts, I can still get a reflection and a glimpse of who he is. And then I also have to receive the love that he bestows because he's giving love. And sometimes as humans, we don't feel worthy of that love, yet that's what he gives us. And that's what he offers us. And he even proved it by allowing his son to be nailed to a cross and to die on our behalf. So accepting that love and really, really accepting it, letting that love just flow over us and lavish us can be humbling in a way. But that's another thing that, that we can do as we're communicating and praying with him we're we're demonstrating just how grateful that we are for the love that he has given us and poured out on us so we we do it and we we pray and we tell him that and it's not like there's a formula there's no right way or wrong way to pray some it's not that we have to pray either we get to pray we have the privilege of praying. It's a different way to come at our relationships. I have children and I don't want my children to say, oh, I got to go talk to mom. No, I want them to say, I, I get to talk to mom. I want that to be a positive thing in their life because they desire to chat with me or to talk with me. And you can allow, you know, some people when they start their morning devotionals or their little maybe a ritual that they have or things that they like to do and enjoy doing each morning they may read a little bit of the bible they may journal or write down the thoughts that they're having and then it's just expressing out loud or even silently we just communicate with with god even the Holy Spirit within us, you know, when you become a Christian, things change because we, there's a phrase where you're born again, you're actually born, you have a rebirth in your spirit. And it all sounds so mysterious. And I don't even think I, I you know, if you gave me a thousand weeks to try to articulate all this, I, I wouldn't have that ability. But I just, I can relay the experience that I've had. And a part of the mission that I have on the podcast is to make, to, to try to step into some of these, these very spiritual issues, but to make them make sense in a practical way, because who cares if we believe in God, who cares if we don't believe in God, what, what, who cares if we, you know, it, what matters is, is how it impacts our life. What difference does it make? What does Hinduism, what difference does that make in your life? What difference does Christianity make in my life? 
That is what's important. If I just call myself a Christian, but it makes no difference in my life, then there's something um, void there. And I call myself a Christian, and then I want to take it a step further, and I want to be able to demonstrate my Christianity so that you and so that others around me can see that. Now, do I do that perfectly? Absolutely not. I trip and I fall and I say things I shouldn't and I I goof all the time. But my heart's desire is to is to become more and more and more like Christ and less and less and less like my fleshly self. So as far as prayer goes, again, there's it's simply sometimes my prayers are, God, I need your help right now. God, please help me. Other times my prayers, I'm crying and I'm so thankful. Other times I'm, you know, I, I'm listing all of the reasons that I'm thankful. Thank you for this car I have. Thank you for the running water that I have. I have clothes on my back. I have food in my belly. And I'm so grateful because I know that every good gift comes from Father in heaven And so sometimes it's just gratitude, showing gratitude and appreciation and adoration. And sometimes I come out of need and want and fear and, but I just tell everything to him. He's my best friend. And that's how prayer works for me. I'm not sure if you, if that helps at all. Yeah, it will help me a lot. What you just said, I I have, I didn't realize till now that, we always confess to the gods about our problems. We we just uh, say to God that God, why God has given us so much problem? Why why are we have to why we have to face so much difficulties in our life? People are laughing, people are enjoying their life. But why am I? Why should I live this difficult life? But I forgot that we should be grateful to the God that He has given so much to all of us. He has given us uh, so much food to eat. Mm-hmm. He has given everything that we need, but we are not showing thankness to the God. We just confess about God, and what you said was absolutely right. Yeah, and and what you just said is so common to where we get with a mindset of self pity or self focus, and we we. We get angry and frustrated about scenarios that are happening in our lives. And we say things like, why me? Why me? Why us? Why now? And that those kinds of thoughts and attitudes are dead in streets. They don't, they're not productive. And I think they're like a slap in the face to God. And when we can grow in wisdom and maturity and get beyond the why me and that self-focus and self-pity, we learn to trust God. And we learn to to say, you know what, Lord, I may not like this right now. And this is challenging for me right now. And it's very difficult. But I'm going to trust you because you work all things together for the good. And I love you. And I'm going to trust you in this. And I'm going to go with what you're allowing to happen in my life because I know you have a great lesson for me and you're going to teach me something. And then, then after that, we take it one step further and we aim to serve other people. 
because Jesus Christ himself, he served. He came to serve. And if he came to serve, that means I need to serve also. And when I'm serving others, I'm not thinking about myself. There's always going to be someone who needs help more than, you know, that I might be able to, to give and to offer and to help. And and that's, a, that's another tenet or aspect of the Christian religion where we, we go beyond the trials and the hardships and the difficulties in this life. Jesus himself even said, you're going to have lots of problems on this earth, lots of them, lots of trials and hardships, and it's going to be difficult. But rest assured, I am here and I've given you a peace. And that's kind of what we go with and that somehow we overcome. He overcame and then he allows us to go through these things as well. So... Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to, pr- may I pray also because the room is concluding and I would love to just say a prayer really quickly as we close out this room. Is that okay with you, Ashish? Yeah, it's okay. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this one hour that I've had here on Clubhouse, talking a little bit of that time with Ashish. And Father, we're going into all of our emotions and our feelings. And Lord, we know that you give us, you made us, you created us. And we are human beings and we're made in your image and in your likeness. And that means we have emotions and feelings just like you did. And Father, I thank you that you give us a roadmap on how to find you. Your word says that when we seek you with all our hearts, that we will find you. And I pray that that would happen today, even in Ashish, in his life. He has been so transparent and vulnerable before me and just shared these things in his life. Father, I ask that you would tenderly whisper to him, that you would pour out your love upon his heart and his mind and his very soul, that that you would call his name and that he would hear you. And that you would change his life today. I pray that he would come to know you as creator God in a way that he's never known any God before. I pray that you would bring truth to him and that you would quicken his heart and his mind to who you are. And Father, I what a privilege for me even. I thank you that you've allowed me to share a little bit of my faith in a way that maybe matters. And I'm so humbled by that. I'm so grateful for that. And I pray that you would bless this conversation and that you would steer and guide Ashish in everything he takes his hands to. You have a great plan for his life and you're giving him a great hope for his future. And Lord, I ask that you would do all of these things and manifest yourself to him today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Victoria. You prayed for me. And below in the audience, there is Titan Guru. He's a friend of mine, and he believes in Christianity. He's a believer. And once he told me to read that, I I should once read that Bible, but I didn't read that. But now I will read Bible. And is it what to say? Is it easy for you to get a Bible? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll borrow it from, from Titanic. Okay. 
or even online. You can also read the Bible online. So from right from your phone, there are Bible apps you can get right on your phone. So uh, I think I think I should uh, buy a pocket Bible. So when I fear, when difficult times come, where when I can't make a right decision, I should just open the Bible and read some of the verses so that they can help me. That sounds wonderful. Well, that sounds wonderful. And Ashish, I, I did want to let you know also this this was being recorded. It says that in the description. So do you feel comfortable if, and I'll pray through this as well, but to use this as a podcast episode? It, I mean, it was kind of personal. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah you can. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Very well. Well, God bless you. And if you reach out on my on the website, maybe we can stay in touch that way. And you can let me know what what wonderful things God is doing for you in your life and how he's teaching you and loving on you. Okay. Okay, Victoria, I'll definitely check it out on your profile and I'll do that. All right. And in Nepal, in Nepal we have uh, we have reached 12 o'clock, so it's time to sleep. Oh my. So, okay. Okay. Uh, oh, very well. No very it well. A, well, you rest. It was a very, very good meeting with you. You Today too. I'm feeling absolutely blessed. Amen. I love it. Thank you so much. What a privilege. God bless you. All right. You take care. Okay, Victoria. You take care too. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.